0: podcast about uh this is a podcast where we sit down on a fortnightly basis and record an episode about something or other to decide if we're gonna make a podcast about it my name is peter nathaniel graves acrely i am joined as always by my two friends matthew grace hello and keith ramsey i guess
1: that was a very sophisticated introduction for yourself I, I am a sophisticated man, as we're going to find out over the episode
2: <laughs> of this podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm I sure it's not a stalling tactic. Definitely not stalling out this topic that I absolutely want to talk about. Uh, please, God, tell me there's
2: something going on in the world we can talk about. You know, I was going to say yes, but I kind of just want to see where this goes. Uh, well, there was... Um, Before we completely break
1: Peter, let's talk about the Nintendo direction that we just had. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, so we got news about the best Legend of Zelda game ever coming to the Switch. That's
1: exciting. Yeah, we did get news that development is well on the way. It's going nice and smoothly, and we'll hear more about it later this year. And also Skyward's it.
2: If I remember correctly, it was Ionuma was on the screen. He's like, I know what you're thinking. It's me. So of course it's going to be Zelda news. But I'm here to tell you, there's no Zelda news. But this <laughs> game's coming out. It was Skyward port. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that because they added in the feature for the HD remake that you don't need to use the motion controls. You can use just button controls.
2: Actually, it's the analog stick. Yeah, it's the analog stick, but still button. But no, no motion pre- controls. I'm pretty sure that's going to be horrible. Uh, it'll be better. It th- can't be worse than Skyward Base Game. <laughs> it'll be better than the controls that the Wii U had. I mean, to be fair, though, the uh, Switch motion control is way better oh, yeah. than the Wii motion control, so I think it actually might be decent playing it with the motion control. And probably
1: easier than using the joysticks, but even still.
2: yeah, It's nice to have the option
1: now.
0: Yeah. Uh, We also found the new Smash Fighter. Uh, It's from Xenoblade, and I really fucking love the way they introduced the new Smash character because it didn't present as a Smash trailer. It presented as this is like a DLC for fucking Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, just
1: following the whole char- main character running around. It's like his name's Rex, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as he started wondering where Pyrrha was and that she disappeared, I was like, "Oh, this is the Smash character."
2: Well, I Pira. like it could be, but this isn't a surprising plot way they went go for Xenoblade,
0: especially because if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I played Xenoblade too. But I'm pretty sure Pyrrha actually does go missing at the end of the game, and it's only revealed in like a post credit scene of like what happened to her. Oh, she went uh, to Smash. Yeah, well, not quite.
2: It's canon Um, now,
0: (laughs) but like when I was watching that, I assumed this was going to be a DLC where you actually like flesh out that story of fine tracking her down and shit, and then it's just like, ah, fuck! I got an invitation to Smash, and the fucking memes about that that have come out since then just because of the fact that now people assume every character they want to be in Smash but isn't in Smash has received an invitation and just fucking ignored it because
2: they didn't want to read a fucking invitation. Yeah, there was one of, like, Dante, and he's just, like, surrounded by things. Like, you should take a look at this letter. It looks really important. It's like, that's how they get you, kid. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm also assuming that's why Waluigi ha- hasn't made it in Smash it is It's fully because he just can't read, oh. so he doesn't <laughs> understand <laughs> the invitation. <laughs> why? <What? laughs>
2: <sighs> uh, there's a f- quite a few good things that we got out of that, too. Uh, we did get uh, a next Mario Sport game getting uh, coming over to the Switch, which is Mario Golf, which really surprised it kind of took this long for it. Uh, Yeah, that seems like one of the ones that would have came out much earlier in the Mario sports history. Yeah, it looks like there's a fighting version of it too where everyone's playing at the same time and you're racing to get to the uh, hole-in-one, I guess. Yeah. golf terms. The
0: T... No, the T's the start. You're not racing to get to the start. You're racing to get to the end. Just the hole.
2: The hole. (laughs) (laughs) And you can push people and use special powers. My favorite part about golf is all the magical powers that the golfers have. On top of that... There was... I don't know if I've heard anything about this game before. I think this was the first view of it that we got of it. But Star Wars Hunters? Yeah, I don't yeah.
0: remember seeing anything about that before.
2: It looks like it's some sort of like arena custom character thing. That, and they said specifically, so it has a canon spot in the lore between 6 and 7. Sure. I'll take it. It always feels
0: weird, the things that they're willing to make canon now after getting rid of all of the other canon. But sure, I'll accept that Star Wars... Heroes was it?
2: Hunters, Hunters, right? Sarah's so Hunters is uh, canon now. I mean, it's they specifically. It's between episode six and seven. Don't you go fucking around with this. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see when
1: we get more information on it. And also, uh, Splatoon three and how it showed uh, the character creation at the beginning kind of made it look like they're adding a little bit of an RPG element to it. It's possible. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed. Oh, same. Like I like the. Uh, the kind of gameplay that Splatoon has, but I always wish that it had more than what its single player had. Yeah, and just... it does have
2: like an interesting world and lore that they can build on too. So mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of been solely a multiplayer game. Like, there's been story elements to it. Yeah, but the whole focus has been around that. And yeah, there's some improvements they could make to the multiplayer. But if they're going to release a full third game and not just keep updating that one, they really have to bring something to the table that's not just the multiplayer. Right.
1: And Splatoon two, aside from an addition. Of Horde mode was kind of just more of the same thing. Yeah.
0: So it'll be nice to see them. Because one of the things I've always felt about Splatoon is the gameplay itself is very tight. It's just it seemed a little bit lacking in anything beyond just the multiplayer
2: mode. So if they add like a fully fleshed out single player mode, I'd be super down. To that. Oh, wait. On top of that, there was a very surprising announcement that I'm very excited for, and that's that they are remaking Famicom Detective Club. Ooh. So Famicom Detective Club was back from the original like Nintendo days, where it was like a murder mystery, your, you know, teen detective kid who's solving all these crimes, usually some supernatural aspect to them themselves. And really, that's kind of the precursor to what ended up becoming, I guess, Phoenix Wright in a sense. Yeah. So these games are getting not just a port or like, kind of like, you know, the virtual console, they're getting a full fleshed remake. So it's like reanimated, voiceover, music, everything from like the pixely days back in When it first came out. And it's also the first English release. And these are always the games I've been interested in. I've never been able to play because I do like that genre. Right. So I'm definitely picking those up as soon as they come out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
2: And it's the first two games in the series that are coming out. Ooh, both of them. Nice. So I'm guessing they're going to see how that goes. And that might be them testing the water to determine...
0: If they can make the
2: rest, yeah. Uh, Mm. On top of that, that's kind of the same thing people have been speculating with uh, the Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury release. Bowser Fury seems very weird add-on to that game, and some people are speculating that might be them testing the waters for a concept for the next Mario game. I can see that. Cuz Bowser Fury is a full open world game where you're moving around the world, there's different islands that are kind of like the linear Mario levels, but they're all active at the same time essentially. Right.
0: Yeah. Definitely something I could see happening. It uh... it's not beyond Nintendo to essentially playtest a concept for a future thing in a currently existing thing.
2: And then the last thing I really wanted to mention from the direct was Triangle Strategy. I must have completely missed that one. Those words mean nothing to me. So, uh, it looks like it's the same team that made Octopath Traveler. Yeah, they, I, I recognized the graphics. They revealed they have a new game coming out called Project Triangle Strategy, which uh, it's a working title according to this, but so was mm-hmm. Octopath. But essentially, it's a a tactics RPG that looks to be of a similar set, but how it works is it's three kingdoms, and you are in charge of one of them, and you have to make decisions, and apparently, from what they're saying, specifically in the trailer, the story differs very drastically depending on your choices, because it's like, tensions are very, uh, well, (laughs) the very fun explanation of it, long ago, people were very angry about the salt and the iron being very scarce, and that led to the salt-iron war... (laughs) Makes perfect sense. People referred to this event as the Salt Iron War.
1: And many comments
2: in the chat were about that (laughs) for the next little while. But essentially, you'll be uh, reaching uh, points in the game where decisions need to be made. And your council vote on it with you. And your aspect between battles is trying to bring them to your side. And you put the vote in and that will be a big shift on the game. So the one they showed off a lot in uh, the uh, trailer was one where... Another Nation was demanding you hand over someone from your court, and it was if you are going to do it or not. And apparently each decision also has values, not just there, but in combat as well. So think of it kind of like the normal Paragon-Renegade system, but there's a third fucking one in there, and I don't know what that's for.
0: Yeah, I'll be uh, interested to see how fleshed out that is, because oftentimes when games talk a big deal about their branching paths throughout the storyline... Uh, it's more of a log than a branch in that it all kind of, you may make choices, but they all seem to lead towards the same point because it's easier to write a single ending than it is to write a dozen endings depending on the choices you make yeah.
2: along the way. The old, uh, telltale, Lee will remember this.
0: Yeah. So I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see how diverse the game actually becomes depending on the choices that you yeah. make. And I know
2: there's a demo live for it right now, and they're going to do the same thing with Octopath, where they end up having the survey afterwards, which from Octopath's project release demo... To the actual game, like they took a lot of that to very seriously and started uh, implementing it, which made Octopath such a great game. I'm confident they'll do the same thing, but I don't know how much you're going to get for that feel of it's really branching from the demo.
1: Yeah, that's true. Fair. But um, I want to try out the demo mainly
2: because the combat looks interesting. Yeah, yeah that's uh, like uh, a that t- alone. Boom. I love the old like the old eight bit like tactics games. Vandal Hearts is one of my favorite oh, yeah. games yeah. of all time.
1: But then there's added effects like uh, like they described in the trailer. Oh, there's a tile on fire? Well, cast some ice magic on it. The fire will melt the ice, get rid of the fire. Now there's a puddle of water there. Cast some lightning on it and electrify the puddle. Or extended range for having height advantage with arch, yes. uh,
2: great archers and stuff.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, I really enjoyed those kind of tactics games where they put a lot of thought into the different
1: mechanics going
0: on in there. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And also the graphics are just beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. like high-definition pixel art. Well,
0: it's one of those things where, where we are right now, it's a lot easier to make incredibly beautiful pixel art that doesn't take up a huge amount of space on the game as opposed to making incredibly beautiful like 3d art that
2: is going to drain your fucking resources yeah and, and that's the thing too we're seeing a lot like it's been happening for a while now but we're kind of like in an indie phase of like games where it's all these small companies that are making these really popular games uh started valley is probably one of the big examples of it minecraft like yeah, yeah. since minecraft just been like hey anyone can make a game and it's not that hard i guess doesn't have to look beautiful to be incredibly successful. Hades.
0: Yep. Hades is another one of those beautiful games. Another one of those sprite art ones.
1: Warframe. Is it an indie game? Is it an indie company? It's an indie developer. Well, Technically.
0: Does it use sprite art or is it like full 3D? It's, like it's full 3D. Okay, yeah. That's what but I thought.
1: But it is an indie developer.
0: <laughs> technically. Good
2: addition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh speaking God. of uh, old pixel art games, uh, Mortal Kombat, we got the Red Band trailer for the new movie. I am so excited for
1: this movie. Is it a pixel art movie? I saw you post the trailer, but I didn't watch the trailer yet. See, Goddamn
2: it, Matt.
1: <laughs> here's the thing, there's no way it's going to be nearly as campy as the old Mortal
0: Kombat movies, and I'm very disappointed about that fact, because the old Mortal Kombat movies were fantastic in all the right ways. Well, to be fair,
2: I, like, even today, I still really enjoy the first Mortal Kombat movie. The second one was a very, like, it flopped for me. Like, oh, yeah. I, it had some cool fight scenes, but just, it didn't catch me the way the first one did, because the first one, like, aside from, like, you know, setting up the second movie, was near perfect.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, like, I make jokes about those movies. I love them, and for the longest time, if anyone asked me, like, name a single success, or, not successful, because... Successful does not describe those movies. But a single good video game
2: movie? Mortal, Mortal, Mortal Kombat.
0: Mortal Kombat was absolutely the argument I brought
2: up. Yeah, And from the trailer we see that they're doing the main cast and it's, you know, the tournament arc stuff. Goro got revealed because no, one, we didn't know Goro was in the movie, but we now know. Yep. So it's definitely going to be the first uh, game plot line. But it looks like they're doing things a bit differently because we're following a character that's not from the games. So the trailer reveals that it's Jax, who, in the opening of the trailer, we see Sub-Zero freeze and then shatter his arms. Oh, and this is after a really cool scene where Jax has a, a gun right in his face, fires it. And you see, in like real time, the bullet gets frozen in the air is stopped. Oh. Uh, and then we see that Sonya's on the team. We get Kano on the team. We know where that's going. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Kung Lao and Liu Kang are there. And then this character, I think it's Cole? Yeah, that sounds right. And his whole reason for being it is, apparently he's got a birthmark on his right chest uh, that is the Mortal Kombat symbol. (laughs) Fucking of course he does. And then there's a voiceover of Sonya saying, that's not a birthmark, it's an invitation. So he was invited at birth, or, I I don't know, Shang Tsung went to, like, Little Baby Cole and, like, branded him or something? I imagine he actually, yeah, just, like, came over with, like, a super permanent marker and just drew the symbol (laughs) on him. (laughs) Super permanent of Yeah. Can't ever be washed off. But here's the thing, like, in the plot of Mortal Kombat, and, like, I'm fine with them playing fair use with some of the stuff and changing things around. Yeah. But aren't the characters always aware of what Mortal Kombat is? Like, some people end up there accidentally, but there's people that actually want to go there, and there's not really an invitation system. Yeah. In my understanding, Mortal Kombat has always been... So... It's Well, an invitation, that's a birthmark. Normally they just send you a letter saying, hey, you're a really strong fighter, you should join this tournament. It's the kind of thing where everyone is usually aware of it, even like
0: people who aren't participating are aware of the, of the fact that Mortal Kombat is a thing that exists. The winner gets to like have a wish come true? I'm trying to remember that
2: specifically. Uh, The tournament has no prize aside from you're the strongest and your realm doesn't get invaded this year. That's right. Your realm doesn't get invaded. That's the main
0: prize.
2: Other realms can absolutely still be invaded. Uh, So, uh... Jax's arms looks pretty cool in this one because it looks actual mechanical and not just, hey, I've got normal arms, but I have, like, silver paint over top of them. Yep, that's absolutely what they were in the earlier movies. Uh, Kano gets a really cool, uh, like, he probably gets the best line in the movie where you see him punch somebody and it's in a burning house and it cuts to him he's holding a heart. And he's like, Kano wins, fucking beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Kano's still fully Australian. Yeah, absolutely. Which... Fun fact is only because of the original Mortal Kombat movie. Yep, he, he was full on like uh, American, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, in the games he was an American. He got played by an Australian guy who refused to not do an Australian accent, <laughs> so the character just became Australian after yeah. that.
1: My yeah, God, that's amazing. Yeah.
2: Now the one thing I'll say is upsetting. It doesn't look like Johnny Cage is in the movie. Oh come on! Which means no one breaking a thousand dollar sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, do you know the story of Johnny Cage, Matthew? I think I've been
1: told it once or twice. Yeah,
0: he's an action movie star who decided to do that because he wanted to get better at doing his own fucking stunts. Well, no, it was
2: specifically, people didn't believe he was actually that good of a martial artist. They thought he had a stuntman. So to prove he didn't have a stuntman, he entered the martial arts tournament just to prove he knew martial arts. Oh, okay. Yeah. He entered a Mortal Kombat with monsters and people with magical powers to prove that he was that good of a martial artist in his action movies. And to be fair, Johnny Cage has always had a stupid reason for being in all the games. Yeah. But he's, like, such a staple character. Because I believe the second one was he wanted to get away from set. Because he was didn't want to do, like, the acting scene or something like that. So he joins the team to go save Sonya. Yep. And three... Well, I guess Earth's invaded, he kind of has.
0: Yeah. Three, he has a fairly legitimate reason given that Earth's being
2: invaded, and he was clearly strong enough to participate in the first two, so he has a reason to defend her. Yeah, Yeah, but he's always been, like, a little stupid, like, joke character, but he's kind of like, when you think of Mortal Kombat, he's considered one of the main characters. It's, like, him, Sonya, Liu Kang, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion. And honestly, the Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight in the trailer, just make a movie of that, honestly. I I will pay money to go see a two-hour movie of just them fighting. (laughs) Yeah, it, like, literally just one
0: two-hour-long fight between these two characters... No plot set up, nothing. Just credits are like the opening shot: Mortal Kombat, Sub Zero versus Scorpion.
2: Immediately cut to them punching each other. First scene. Get over here. <laughs> that's all the fans really want. Yeah. Like if, if you got Sub Zero and Scorpion in it, and some it's probably going to do well. One of them falls unconscious. Immediately roll credits. That's all I fucking need. <laughs> now, uh, another thing that's interesting about this is usually the main character that we follow through a movie is the one who ends up saving the day. So does that mean Cole's going to be the one that ends up winning the tournament at the end? I mean, almost definitely. Like, that's my interpretation. If we're
0: following Cole, Cole's either going to win the tournament, or he's going to lose at the last second
2: and inspire Liu Kang to win the tournament. Usually, inspiring someone at the last minute in Mortal Kombat means you die. Yes. Uh, The other thing I can think of is, there's been a fan theory going around. I know, from one fucking trailer, was there already a big fan theory going around about who Cole is? And that's that he's Bihan.
0: Oh, I'd, I'd accept that, yeah.
2: So they'll kill Sub-Zero, and then he'll manifest the powers that end up being a big role in the final fight. Yeah. And that'll be like the whole, like, he's got to work with the team, and the team stops trusting when they find out. Oh, you're the brother to that guy? And then Jack's like, I got metal arms. I'm kind of cool with it now, I guess. Yeah. And
1: that's right. Mortal Kombat.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Every time I hear Mortal Kombat, I can't help but picture good old Jack's in armless combat mode.
2: <laughs> Uh, actually, I guess I want to go back to the, uh, Mortal Kombat talk one more thing. Uh, Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So, during about the halfway mark through the trailer, they start playing, uh, the theme song from the original movie, uh, darn what's it called, uh, Techno Syndrome. Yeah. They play, like, a soft, like, beat version of it, so it's not the actual, but it's like, the trailer's going. I hope they find mm. a way to like actually put it into the movie because they've got techno syndrome into the Mortal Kombat games. Cause up to this point, techno syndrome, everyone knows that's the Mortal Kombat song never in the game until the recent Mortal Kombat game. Oh yeah. They actually brought back the actor who played Shang Tsung in the movie to do Shang Tsung in the game at that point. Like they're oh, fully embracing the movie. And it's one of those things that like,
0: yeah, 110%. If you ask me to think of any song from Mortal Kombat, I'm thinking of techno syndrome before I think of anything to do with any of the games. <laughs> Techno Syndrome, Australian
2: Kano, and your soul is mine. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which he also says. They got the yeah. guy to do the exact line. <laughs> it's one of his, like, pre-fight banter lines, isn't it? Uh, So it's during the flashback. Oh, in the more comic game Yeah. Yeah, so it's one of his things where he's like, your soul is mine. Or he says it when the game ends and you didn't fatality them.
0: Okay. Uh, and then in the movies, it has to do with him. When Liu Kang's brother dies. Yeah. All right.
2: Fuck. Let's, <laughs> let's just let's just do this. So I feel like we need to explain one thing before this, and I think you both will agree with this. Uh, a long time ago, Greg Oliver was the first email we ever received, and as a courtesy, we extended out to him at Olive Branch, saying he's the fourth member of this podcast who's always silently sitting there in the corner. We kicked him out of the room, right? Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want him in this podcast <laughs> anymore.
0: Greg, you're up. Uh... So, let's. So Greg sent in a couple suggestions uh, in that first email he sent us. And we have done a couple of his episodes uh, because we wanted to appease him, even though the first item on his list was something we just straight up refused to talk about. I mean, he did kind of
2: just come floating into the room, like glowing eyes, and demanded we record it, so we had to do something.
0: Yeah, we couldn't really put it off any longer. And it's January, so... Fuck it. It's all about us suffering yes. through shit for we're our pull, fans. We're pulling the band-aids.
1: Do it and put it in the past so we never have to look at it again.
0: Then we can let the past die. Kill it if we have to.
1: Alright. Double tap. Fuck it. So,
0: our episode today, for those of you who refuse to read the title card, and are thus my favorite type of people... Oh my god, I'm exhausted already. Um, we're talking about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Yeah. Alright, so. (laughs) How do we even start this We start at the beginning. The story begins with a fable from times long past. Where, um, we find out that the land of Equestria... (laughs) I hope your tones are like this for the rest of this. (laughs) No, I love this show, guys. Uh, The land of Equestria was once ruled over by two sisters who created the sun and the moon to give day and night to all the ponies so that they could frolic and play.
1: Yeah, one of them raises the sun in the morning and the other raises the moon at night. Because that's how gravity works. That's how the works.
2: moon works, yeah, too. Wait, that's not how gravity works? <laughs> uh, so then... No, seriously, go back. What, what, what was this about gravity?
0: <laughs> I, uh, gravity's different in the line of a question. Oh, Just okay. don't question it. That's right. All right, uh, so... Um, the, the the sister in charge of the nighttime uh, was not super psyched about this arrangement because the ponies all frolicked and played during the daytime and then slept and tried to ignore the nighttime as much
2: as possible. Well, this is so far the most unbelievable thing of this whole concept.
1: Yeah, I love the night. You're awake most of the night. Yep.
0: Uh, yep, especially during a pandemic. I'm awake the entire night most of the time. <laughs> uh, so. The evil sister uh, decides she's going to create infinite night and refuses to set the moon so that Dawn can come. So what does the other sister do? Traps her in the moon. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, hey, go fuck yourself. I have the elements of harmony uh, and I'll use them to trap you in the moon for a thousand goddamn years. Uh, And uh, this, this works out pretty well. I'm,
2: uh, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it does sound like an interesting plotline. Yeah. Yeah. Evil person trapped in moon due to six powers. Wait, Return. wait, wait a second. This sounds like Power Rangers. It's also kind of sounded like Magic the Gathering. There's the whole <laughs> plotline
0: about <laughs> an evil person getting trapped in the moon in that one, too. <laughs> does the person like, ah, finally, after a thousand years! Well, the evil person's in Eldrazi, so I think they just corrupt people and turn them into spaghetti monsters. No, I meant specifically in my phone. Oh, Yes, they're in Eldrazi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're still an Eldrazi. Yeah, that's horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) We can do this. I'm not surprised people didn't like going out at nighttime. then, if that's the case.
0: Uh, So, uh, cut to a thousand years later on the eve of the summer Summer solstice. Yeah, I
2: don't know that they use that word. The
1: the longest day of the year.
2: Yeah, this is honestly starting to sound more powering. You're going to tell me that these ponies have attitude now? Uh, they have a form of attitude in that they all represent different elements of friendship. So uh,
0: this is one of my favorite fucking parts. Is uh, it cuts to a thousand years later and this one unicorn called Night? Nope. get uh, shut. Let me I can remember the character name Twilight Sparkle. Yep. Yeah, Twilight Sparkle. Remembered entirely myself. I now, promise. What were
2: you gonna say beforehand?
0: Because I started with Night. Something else. <laughs> so Twilight Sparkle uh, has been reading these books and has determined that tomorrow is the day that Nightmare Moon the evil horse is going to escape the moon and oh, subject it, to
2: it's night and mare is in horse but also Nightmare is in scary yep Ooh, I like puns just like the creature in D&D <laughs> exactly yeah.
0: and Nightmare is also
2: just an evil horse
0: um, or Nighttime Horse or Nighttime nightmare. Horse the d and one is just a nighttime horse. It's not evil. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's evil. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, so Twilight Sparkle has determined that tomorrow is the end of the world. And by end of the world, I mean just the end of the daytime. And Princess Celestinia, who is her mentor, who taught her the ways of magic, uh, is going to get trapped away so that nighttime can always be a thing. And so she immediately sends a letter to Princess Celestinia. And she's like, hey, by the way, like, shit's a boat to go down. And then my favorite fucking thing in the entire show, which I probably watched some of, <laughs> is, is Princess Celestina writes her letter back and she's like, nah, bitch, you gotta stop
2: studying. You need some friends. <laughs> which is great. I mean, to, to be fair, this plot line is literally... The person's escaping from the moon, and it's going to be nighttime for all the time for a while. But theoretically, what, she's going to trap this one in the sun, and then she gets out this, like, just a seasons thing, right? Yeah. It's winter. Of course it's going to be nighttime all the time. It's just one of those... She's not concerned. It's just one of those fucking things,
0: because it's my favorite moral that you've ever learned from any material for children, which is
1: study is bad and (laughs) friends are good. Stop being a nerd. And then she's immediately like... Yeah, she's my teacher and all, but, uh... Nah, books are better. Fuck that bitch.
0: Um, I'm gonna cuss a lot in this episode to get through the uh, other stuff. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a coping mechanism? It's absolutely a coping mechanism. So, uh, Princess is like, You know what? I'm gonna force you to make friends. I'm giving you a new task. You're not allowed to spend any time in the library anymore. I'm the princess,
1: so I'm decreeing it. Yeah, I decree...
0: Your job is to prep for my party tomorrow, and also, more importantly, make some fucking friends, you loser. Uh and Twilight Sparkle is just like nah that doesn't sound enjoyable but I know what she decreed I prepare for her party so I'll do that part but I'll ignore the part about making friends and instead just like speed run I'm gonna weaponize the facility (laughs) I'm gonna speed run preparing for a party and then immediately jump back into preparing for the end of the world because
1: she made one grave error she allowed me to stay at the library in Ponyville so oh yeah, looks. we should mention oh, that she's.
0: To, uh, we should mention that the town she moves to yeah. is called Ponyville, along with her dragon assistant Spike.
1: Yes, who is also a sender of letters, a fax machine.
0: Well, that's just how baby dragons work in this world. Is if they breathe fire, then the magical fire of the dragon breath consumes any letter within it, and then it gets teleported to the other end. And then uh, if someone does it so on it it the other. Them. And if someone does it on the other end, he burps out the letter, uh, to be read back. <laughs> uh, it's a whole... Sounds thing. like abuse. Yeah, it's a whole fucking yep. thing. Um, so, oh god, so we get to Ponyville, and this is where the pony puns get real fucking bad, because anytime they want to say everybody or something like that or somebody, they just use pony instead, so every pony needs a friend sometime,
2: some pony will help us, I'm sure. I mean... You're talking about it as being bad puns, but honestly, that's probably good world-building, because is there people in this world? No, there's not. Then where would they get everybody from? Buddy's not a per people term. Body. It is. Have you seen an animal say body?
0: Have I seen have you an see- animal
2: say A-word? Exactly. Yeah, parrot. It never said
0: body. I'm pretty sure a parrot has said body more times than a pony has said the word pony. And also, an animal
1: <laughs> does have a body. That is fact. I refuse to believe this.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, Twilight Sparkle has been tasked with also it's not a pun if it's every pony needs a friend they're referring to all the ponies yeah I, su- I suppose uh, yeah it's... I shouldn't have called it a pun but it gets real frustrating where they just start using pony anywhere they would use a, the, any other word The
1: pun comes from the name of the capital city the town that Twilight just left.
0: Oh Canterlot Canterlot yep So uh per- party preparations time. And over the course of party preparations, there's four different tasks
1: that Twilight Sparkle must perform. But first she meets her story very the first resident of Ponyville. A bright pink pony approaches. By the name of Pinkie
0: Pie. Oh god, I hate that these names are probably in my head for all time now. <laughs> uh, I
2: don't know, you had a hard time saying
0: Twilight Sparkle? That's the one? Yeah. yeah. See, it's a hard name to remember. Everything else is in there. I was feigning ignorance to appear cool to our listeners. Of course, of course you we were. Uh, so, uh, Pinkie Pie immediately freaks the fuck out upon seeing Twilight Sparkle
1: and just dips, just leaves. And Twilight's like, yeah, she's weird. Another reason why I shouldn't make friends. Exactly. She's like, friends are bad. Look at that bitch. Uh,
2: so then she she's does, a psychopath.
0: She does go on to meet the four other uh, ponies who are in charge of preparing for the party. God, there's too many peas in that fucking sense. Uh so the first pony that we meet is Applejack. Uh <laughs> like the cereal. Yeah, exactly. Uh and she introduces us to her wide family of animals or of horses, ponies, ponies. And
1: other relatives.
0: Her relatives, who he, are all also named after apple related foods. They're the
1: apple family. Her brother Big Mac. Macintosh. Macintosh. Yeah, Big Mac. Big Mac's uh, burger. Yes, Big Macintosh. Uh,
0: her grandmother, Granny Smith. Her friend, or her cousin, Apple turnover and apple crumble and caramel apple, golden delicious, red delicious. I'm not going to list all the horses in the apple family. It, uh, suffice it, it to say, they're apple farmers who like put their naming conventions directly down that fucking line. Like you are not allowed to have another uh, job in this family. You're an apple farmer for life, and we're branding you at birth to make sure that's
1: clear. If you can think of a food with apple in it, someone's named that in this family. And they're just overtly hospitable, in that Twilight Sparkle shows up and
0: she's like, hey, I'm just here to check on the food, make sure you've got that prepared. I'm like, oh, cool. We've got this entire banquet's worth of food, which you're gonna eat right fucking now, or we're not letting you leave. It's like, but isn't the food for the banquet? No, it's for you to eat right
1: fucking now. Uh, And if you don't eat it, we're going to guilt trip you to hell. So... There's pony hell? There's
0: absolutely pony hell, and it was me watching this (laughs) fucking show. (laughs) Alright, next friend. Sorry, not friend. Party preparation person. Uh, So the next step of the party they had to prepare for was uh, the weather. They had to make sure weather was under control. So we meet a pegasus by the name of Rainbow Dash... And Rainbow Dash's task is to pop all the clouds around the city in order to uh, prepare to make sure there's no rain or anything. Make sure the
1: sky's all nice and clear so they have a clear view of the sunrise.
0: But here's the thing. Uh, Rainbow Dash is kind of a self-obsessed bitch and only cares about getting into a group of uh, very talented sky pegasus performers. They're essentially the Blue Angels, except I can't remember what they're called in
1: the Ponyville. wonderbolts
0: the wonderbolts thank you matthew uh so Rainbow dash is obsessed with getting into the wonderbolts and refuses to prepare for the party and then uh twilight sparkle essentially like tricks her into cleaning up for uh the party because she's like yo the party's gonna be like hella lit and she's like <laughs> i gotta prepare for the wonderbolts and she's like you gotta prepare for the party and she's like don't worry I can prepare for the party in 10 seconds flat once I'm ready for the Wonderbolts. She's like, oh yeah, prove it. And then it's like, Rainbow Dash proves it by preparing if, for the party in 10 seconds flat. Yeah, it's like, flat. if
1: you can't even clear the sky, how are you going to join their flight team? Yep,
2: uh, yeah, and
0: fucking Rainbow Dash falls for it immediately and prepares for the sky. And Twilight Sparkle has taken another victim of people she's convinced to prepare for the party even though they don't want to fucking do that. Uh, and then we move on from there. We meet the next step of the party, which is... Uh, the decorations and making sure everything looks just A+. And we meet Rarity, another unicorn, who is tasked with decorations. And yes. A fashion sense, I guess, is what they were trying to convince me of. <sighs> <laughs> uh, so Spike really wants to fuck Rarity. That much is clear from the beginning. Uh, Spike the baby dragon, by the way. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe dragons age differently. <coughs> uh, maybe he's not a baby. Maybe he's just tiny and he like has these nope, all... No, baby... he's explicitly referred to as a baby
0: dragon a few minutes later in the episode. Oh okay. So uh he uh I'm getting some really mixed messages from the series. <laughs> yeah. Rarity like tries to like gussy up uh what's her name? Twilight. Twilight Sparkle, thank you. The one <laughs> name I refuse to remember. I'm trying to purge it as I talk about it so it doesn't have to stay in my brain. Um, Yeah, Rarity gusses up Twilight Sparkle, convinces her that she's pretty in her own way. No, she doesn't do that. She just got fucked up by Rainbow Dash and needs to be made pretty again. And Rarity's up for the task. So that happens. And goes
1: insane with that, and uh, Twilight leaves in a brief moment of escape.
0: Yeah, it kind of drags Spike away. And now she's super excited because she only has one person left to talk to uh, to make sure preparations are underway. And that's the person in charge of music, uh, Fluttershy. Uh, Fluttershy is, surprisingly enough, a very shy uh, Pegasus um, who's very good with animals and is teaching birds to sing on key right now. And then one of the birds fucks it up and she goes over and she's like, yo, by the way you're way off-key. Get in line, match my tune, and we'll be fucking fine. You don't, and I'm gonna start throwing hoofs. I hope it's equivalent to the,
2: uh, Christian Bale, like, freak out.
0: Yeah, essentially. Um, oh, good for you! So, uh, uh, Twilight Sparkle actually seems to enjoy Fluttershy, because Fluttershy does not want to talk to her and does not want to take up any more of her time. Unfortunately, Twi- uh, Fluttershy notices Spike on, uh, the back of Twilight Sparkle and
1: being the avid animal lover she is she's like oh baby
0: dragon oh my god this is the best day ever and she just starts asking the baby dragon hundreds of thousands of questions and consistently reaffirming that this is in fact a baby dragon who just recently wanted to fuck a unicorn um and then essentially Twilight Sparkle like locks her door to her library behind her to get away from Fluttershy it's like, thankfully, I'm all alone in the library now. I can start studying up on Nightmare Moon, figure out what I need to do to prepare. But first, I need to turn on
1: the lights, because it is dark in here.
0: And then she turns on the light, and it turns out that Pinkie Pie, that one from the beginning of the episode, has thrown a surprise party for her by breaking into the library and bringing thousands of people and being as loud as possible, which is one of the few things you're not supposed to fucking do in a <laughs> goddamn library. <laughs> That's your problem with this? <laughs> That's also Twilight Sparkle's problem with it. She also explains that you're supposed to be fucking quiet right now. Um, And then she essentially, like, sneaks into her room to try and get some privacy from the party that's being thrown in her honor.
1: Which works out, I guess. Yeah, except she can't go to sleep because of the apparent rave that's going on downstairs.
0: And also because it's the night before the summer solstice, everyone needs to stay up all night to watch the sunrise in the morning. Which means the party never fucking stops.
1: Uh, but then Twilight sees the stars converge on the moon, and all of the, uh, like the comet or the craters on the moon in the shape of a unicorn's head disappears, and Twilight's like, "Oh no!"
0: Cut to morning time. Time for the celebration, and everyone's all excited, and Twilight kind of forgets about what she just saw because it's time to see Princess Celestinia. He's like, "Hopefully that wasn't that didn't mean anything." Everything's <laughs> the moon all just good. drastically
2: changed. Pro- probably probably means
0: no- Probably means nothing. Probably means nothing. Uh, so we. Uh, Open up the curtains for Princess Celestinia to walk through, and she's not there. Oh my god, what happened? Uh, She was kidnapped by Nightmare Moon, and Nightmare Moon shows up and explains that she kidnapped her. And (laughs) she's like, I'm in charge now, bitches. It's always night. Except it's been a thousand years and no one remembers me. Why don't you remember me? Except for Twilight Sparkle, because Twilight Sparkle was reading up for just this fucking situation. So I take it, just no one else can read. Yep, pretty much.
1: Yeah, we never see anyone else read Oh, no, we
0: do see one other person read. So uh, that's the end of episode one. Now we're into episode two. God, this episode's going to be like 12 hours long. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It'll never end. So uh, episode two uh, picks up right where episode one left off. uh, And now Twilight Sparkle has to figure out how to defeat Nightmare Moon. And she realizes from that fable she read earlier on, that The way that the daytime princess defeated Nightmare Moon uh, was using the Elements of Harmony, which are six magical stones, and she's trying to do some more research on them. So and she then, heads back to her library
1: in Ponyville to try to find a book about the elements.
0: Meanwhile, the five other ponies who we've been introduced to so far all break into the library and be like, Yo, we gotta do
1: something about this. This is a problem that I needs need to be solved. After first confronting her be like, you knew about her. Are you a spy of all things? Yep.
0: Uh, so she explains, I need to figure out what the elements of harmony are. And she starts tearing through every single book. And then, essentially, Pinkie Pie, the the party animal. Like, yeah, that's a fitting description of yeah. her. Because she is an animal who does nothing but fucking <laughs> Uh Pinkie Pie's like, the elements of harmony, an encyclopedia. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's here in the library under E. And Twilight Sparkle's like, ah, I didn't think to look under E for Elements of Harmony. And it's like, yeah, no wonder you're fucking not solving this problem <laughs> well, on your own. Someone don't just have... lost
2: all their credit.
1: Well, clearly they don't have the Dewey Decimal System in Ponyville now, do they? Well, but it's under E. They, know, they do have it.
0: They alphabetize all their books. <laughs> all right, so... Um, now we find out that the Elements of Harmony uh, are five ma- or six Magical Stones... Of which five are well-known and one is much less well-known. Um, the stone, the soul stone? Uh, essentially. Uh, so the five stones are honesty, kindness, laughter, generosity, and loyalty. Uh, and then a sixth stone, which we don't get much detail about at this time. Uh, mm-hmm. It very overtly pans over the five ponies who have broken into the library <laughs> while <laughs> describing the five stones it's yeah. like hmm i wonder if perhaps each one of these is going to represent one of these <laughs> do, uh, do they correspond color wise uh, yeah kind of thing. <laughs> uh, also the other thing it's each of the ponies in my little pony has what's called a cutie mark which is essentially a tattoo on their back hip um tramp stamp yeah a tramp stamp uh And each of the elements of Harmony also directly lines up with their tramp stamp in that, like, the Honesty horse uh, gets the Honesty element of Harmony, which is the exact same shape as her cutie mark. So Apple
1: means honesty.
0: Yeah, essentially. Cool. Yep, it's dumb. All right, so. uh, (laughs) Way to ruin the surprise of which one's Honesty, man. Sorry. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> already been made clear in the episode at this point which one's honesty. <laughs> also, laughter
2: is such a weird one to put in
0: there. I know. It makes yep. no fuck. It, it gets worse. I pointed out that there's a bad moral in episode one. There's also a bad moral in episode two related to laughter. <laughs> so, uh, they know that they have to go deep into the ever-free forest, which sounds like a great place
1: in, like, most fantasy realms because the people in there are free forever, but no, it just
0: means horror and
1: evil and bad. Because, uh... Apparently, due to the way this whole world works, everything in nature is kind of organized and controlled by the ponies. Like, the Pegasus ponies control the weather and stuff and all that. But then, ev- in the Everfree Forest, everything's natural. So, like, our world.
2: It's free of ponies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that scares the ponies, because they're not in control there. Uh, so... It's like a parable about people!
0: Oh! <gasps> So we get into the Everfree Forest uh, and over the course of their journeys through the forest they come across five different trials essentially that need to be solved by these different ponies. So uh, the first trial is there's a landslide while they're walking uh, and they start sliding down a hill and everyone (laughs) gets caught by the different flying ponies uh, except for Twilight Sparkle who's about to fall off a fucking cliff. And then Applejack grabs her hands at the last second and it's very like... Lion King-esque, where she's holding on to... Well, so she murders him. then. Long live. The <laughs> I just wanted to touch her hand before I threw
1: you off this cliff. Well, pretty much, because uh, the reason she gets honesty is because she honestly told Twilight to let go.
0: Yeah, she... Like, it's the most fucking bizarre <laughs> shit. Because she's like, Honestly, I need you to fucking let go. And she's like, what? And she's like, I am honestly telling you, if you let go, you will be fine. No, 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 no that part, the first part. Honestly! <laughs> and... So Twilight Sparkle's like... That's it! (laughs) Fuck it, I guess I'll let go. And she lets go and then gets caught by the two flying ponies. Which, why didn't she just say honestly, the two flying ponies will catch you if you let go? Why was that not the easier way to resolve that instead of just honestly let the fuck go? (laughs) Maybe she didn't know. (laughs) Fair. Uh, So the second child that they come across is a manticore who is raging at them. And, which actually seems to be a somewhat dangerous encounter for once. Uh, so the five ponies of Applejack, uh, Pinkie Pie, Rarity, Rainbow Dash, and Twilight Sparkle uh, all kind of charge and start like throwing hands, sorry, throwing hooves with the
1: manticore. Meanwhile, Fluttershy is just softly in the background begging them to stop. No! Like, wait. Stop!
2: stop wait! Wait, I have to go back a little bit. You said there was five trials. How the fuck is a sl- like a, a landslide a trial? Because if you
1: look closely at the scene, you see a wisp of smoke from Nightmare Moon cut the ground underneath them.
2: <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> you left that out. <laughs> They're just walking, like this guy just starts yelling. Honestly, and it's like, oh, it's a trial. Yeah. Uh,
0: to be fair, you keep seeing shit like that. Like uh, this Manticore, the first thing we see. Is there is actually a live Manticore who's just hanging out there, and then a wisp of smoke flies into
1: it, and now it's a trial um, because the smoke apparently materializes itself as a thorn in the Manticore's paw. Is this
2: evil looking smoke or good looking smoke? It's dark. It's purple looking it's, smoke. Yes. So here's the question then: That's clearly the nightmare. Yes. Nightmare moon. Yep. Why is she giving them the trials?
0: I don't know, man. Does this isn't get explained. I don't think it's meant to be trials. I think it's meant to be her trying to fuck up the yeah, her trying ponies. trying
1: to stop them from stopping her. Uh,
0: they just turn all of these stops into trials to prove their friendship. Um, so yeah, Fluttershy walks up and she's like, Ah, there's a thorn stuck in your paw. Let me take that out. And then the manticore's all friendly and cuddly. And the others are like, How did you know that there was a thorn in the paw? And she's like, I didn't, but everybody deserves to be shown compassion sometimes. (laughs) Wait a second. Despite the fact that
1: this is a bloodthirsty beast that on any normal day would have definitely eaten us. No, but she said the magic word. Yep. (gasps) She did. (laughs) Oh, It's a
0: trial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So next up, the... uh... are they
2: finding out that they're like the corresponding ones when this happens or is this going to be a reveal later on it's going to be a reveal later on okay because like if you figure this out soon enough they can just bypass all this by just saying wait a second
0: I like to laugh yeah so that's pretty much what happens in the next one which is my favorite trial because it's the dumbest trial
2: we're dumb than the rock slide.
0: Yes,
1: where Applejack tried to kill Twilight trust, yep. trust me, it's dumber. So, so the smoke decides to possess some trees around them and turns the trees into scary shapes. Yeah, the oh, trees come like out then. The trees have like <laughs> monster faces on them,
0: and all of the ponies are horrified. And then it cuts to Pinkie Pie, who's straight up laughing her ass off at the tree, uh, and everyone's like. What the fuck are
2: you doing, Pinkie Pie? Well, if there's one thing I know about this, this one's a psychopath.
0: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and she explains that when she was young, her grandmother taught her, if you're ever afraid of anything, just laugh in its face and you won't be afraid anymore. And then it proceeds to show all the different ponies laughing at trees and the scary faces. Poof away. Uh, but that's a hor- another horrible lesson because fear is a very reasonable emotion for humans to feel. And if you just But they're la- ponies. If you laugh at the shit you're afraid of, it's not going to go fucking well for yeah.
1: you. If I'm falling off a cliff, if I laugh at the ground that's coming at me, that ground, that ground is still coming at me. But it's if, not scary. If <laughs> a lion is charging towards me and I
0: start laughing at the lion, it's still probably going to eat me. Like It, it might start laughing. Though. It might
1: start laughing. Or so just I- might pause and think it might get indigestion from what's clearly a crazy person. Alright, so, trial number four. Clearly the best trial
0: uh, is the Trial of Generosity. Which is... Uh, we don't even see the wisp of smoke on this one. We just see uh, torrenting rapids well. out, Torrenting rapids of water uh, being like tossed to and fro. The ponies come up to the river and they're like, Oh no, we can't cross this. And then we see a dragon in the water who's the one... Wait, 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 wait. There's wait. a big old
1: sea serpent. Sorry,
0: a sea serpent, not a dragon. In a river. At least two of these people fly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Still it's a trial,
2: though. Uh, so. And they have
1: early earlier been proven to be able to carry them.
2: Yeah. Yep. It still, might be two trips, but I believe this can be solved. It's still a trial, though. Is this gener- generosity someone carrying someone over? Not quite. So, uh, the Sea Serpent is the
0: one tossing all the waters, and uh, the ponies are like, yo, what the fuck's up here, Mr. Sea Serpent? And he's like, oh my god, you you wouldn't believe it. This purple wisp of smoke came up and cut off my mustache.
1: This and, tacky purple wisp.
0: Uh, sorry, And then the five ponies that aren't Rarity are like, fucking seriously? That's our trial right now? Your mustache got cut off? And then Rarity's like, no, no, no. Of course that makes sense. That's a huge problem. I mean, look at you. You're beautiful. Your scales are immaculate. Your perfectly quaffed hair is just gorgeous. But it's all fucking ruined by your lack of a mustache right now and you look hideous and lopsided and he's like I know it's the worst and then she cuts off her fucking tail and she's like this is your new mustache now yep. she yep.
1: cuts off her tail and ties it to the little stumpy even cut part of the mustache even
0: better the way she ties uh, cuts off her tail is she rips out one of his scales with her fucking teeth <laughs> That's pretty metal. <laughs> it doesn't even show that that's what she's doing. She just calls him hideous and lopsided and, and then whips out one of his scales with her
1: teeth. <laughs> the best trial by far. Also, uh, his hair is bright orange and her hair is bright purple. So he now has one side of an orange mustache and one side of a purple that's one. It's a good thing those are complementary colors. Yeah. All right.
0: So that's the fourth trial. After he gets his mustache. I, I didn't hear any magic word. After she shows the generosity of giving her tail no, to... No, but does she
2: specifically say
0: that? Oh, I'm so generous. No. Not even a little. <laughs> not try. Uh, doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, so after she gives him her tail, he calms the waters and they just walk across. It, they, it is shown to be like ankle-deep water, which even if it's like waving to and fro, that's maybe like chest-deep water, they could still fucking cross
1: it before. Yeah. But then... The sea serpent's like, no, 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 you're not walking across, allow me, and makes a bridge so they can walk across him. Once again, through ankle-deep water, which, how the fuck is the sea serpent able to (laughs) submerge (laughs) himself in ankle-deep water?
0: Whatever. Um, So now we get to the fifth and final trial, uh, which is, a bridge has been cut, and they have no way to cross the chasm... Uh, that there's
1: ridge, a uh, rope bridge, he used to span. Except and then- Rainbow Dash is like, looky here, I got wings. We can fly across. No, like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can choose that
2: now.
1: So, you- so what happens? Do you think she flies? <laughs> she flies across with the cut end of the bridge to tie to the other side, so they can walk across. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then all of a
0: sudden, these three dark versions of the Wonder Dashes,
1: Wonderbolts,
0: Wonderbolts show up and she's like oh man you guys are almost as cool as the wonderbolts and they're like nah we're way cooler than the wonderbolts and we're gonna prove it once you join our crew and she's like oh my god that sounds awesome i'm so in let me just tie off this rope bridge real quick and they're like no go fuck yourself it's us or them you cannot tie off that rope bridge before you join us you have to join us right fucking now (laughs) we need to go to the next meet really quick or you're dead to us and she's like oh thanks guys I mean, thanks for the offer, but go fuck yourself. So I'm gonna go tie off this rope bridge right now, which proves that she's the most loyal of friends. Um, and so she ties off the rope bridge, and then the three dark versions of the Wonder Dash, Wonderbolts, one, yeah. Wonderbolts, uh, turn into wisps of so that purple smoke from earlier. They were also this is the song. only
2: one that sounds like a trial.
0: <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so uh, they have now crossed the bridge, and they make it into the chamber with the five elements of harmony and uh twilight sparkle's like all right so there's five there's supposed to be six and she remembers back to her training and they need a spark to bring out the sixth element of harmony and she's like all right guys we're gonna burn this bitch down (laughs) Uh, no she's like all right you five thanks for giving me this fire. get the fuck out of here while i create a spark on no one wants like i need
1: some concentration for what i'm about to do and she takes all of the orbs and puts them around her and starts concentrating on her magic and the other's like, alright, let her be, she's doing magical mumbo jumbo, we want out here. Yep. So they step out of the castle. So, they step out of the castle, and immediately upon
0: stepping out of the castle, fucking Nightmare Moon barges the fuck in and she's like, you think you can beat me? You don't even have the sixth element of harmony, And then teleports pony her, bitch.
1: teleports Twilight and the stones to another part of the castle.
0: Just like uh, the second floor, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, They'll never find us up here. Uh, And then she smashes the elements of harmony and she's like, get fucked bitch, ain't shit you can do now. Uh, and
2: Twilight Sparkle Just like when Rita destroyed the Zords And then they had to realize the Zords were in them the whole time Yeah pretty much exactly Because what happens yeah. is the five other ponies Come
1: charging up the stairs And Twilight as soon as Twilight hears their voices Calling out for her she's like oh, Eyes go wide and there's a spark in her eyes Yeah and she's like you think you destroyed the Elements of Harmony
0: Nah my friends have been The literal embodiment of the Elements of Harmony since we got Into this forest Also they- this is my
1: first time calling them friends
0: Yeah uh, Actually, she, this is
1: also kind of like Digimon.
0: And she's just like, <laughs> see Applejack over there. She was honest to me when I was hanging from a cliff about the fact that I should jump off cliff <laughs> and kill planet. myself. <laughs> she was honest about the fact that I should jump off a fucking cliff. And Fluttershy was really friendly to a Manticore that was trying to kill her friend. So she's she's kindness. <laughs> she's kind, but maybe a bad friend. <laughs> and Pinkie Pie, Pinkie Pie laughed at trees. So she's <laughs> the element of laughter. <laughs> And then we've got Rarity, who cut off her fucking tail in order to help a sea serpent. And then we've got Rainbow Dash, who wanted to tie off a rope bridge before abandoning us forever to enjoy her new passion. <laughs> yeah. So she's
2: the element of loyalty. <laughs> That's a good point, though. If they didn't say, hey, you can't tie that off, and then she actually ended up going with them afterwards, they'd be fucked. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and she's like, alright, so these five are the other elements of, uh, Harmony. And I'm the sixth element of harmony. Keith, can you guess what the sixth element of harmony is?
1: Uh, books. No, no, no. It's in the title of the show. It's magic, because friendship is magic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hmm. (laughs) Uh, And so then they all stand together and shoot a rainbow at Nightmare Moon. And she gets absorbed. And then Princess Celestina just, like, walks in from offstage. She
1: gets to taste the rainbow.
0: Yep. Uh, and then Nightmare Moon is just like a young pony again. And Princess Celestina's is like, hey, sister, can we get over this fucking feud we've had for a thousand years
1: and maybe be friends again? I mean, but she's the instigator here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then. But everyone else who was there was like, oh, they're sisters? What? Uh,
0: and then uh, Twilight Sparkle's like, man, this sucks. And Princess Celestina's like, what are you talking about? And she's like,. Oh, I just learned the value of friendship, and now i got to go back to Canterlot and abandon my friends forever. And Princess is like, you know what? Royal Decree, right fucking here. Spike, take some fucking notes, because Spike's been here the whole time. Uh, And so... I don't believe you. (laughs) Also, he
1: was not one of the friendship elements, or harmony elements. They went back to the town for this. Oh, right, yes, that's what happened. And then Celestina's like, yeah, Royal Decree, you live here now, and you have to... uh... Uh, research Report, friendship. Research friendship back, and send regular reports to me on what you find. So, for the rest of the series, the episode
0: ends with narration of Twilight Sparkle explaining what she learned about friendship on that episode. Just like Scrubs. Yeah.
2: All right. I'm so, starting to feel like they stole a lot of plot elements. I'm starting
0: to feel like a whole bunch of other shows stole from, uh, twi- uh, from My Little Pony. <laughs> That's what the show's called. All right, so. Episode three. We're going to have to start powering through these if I'm not going to kill myself at
2: the end of this. (laughs) I mean, it really just... It's a slice of life, Monster of the Week type stuff, Because
1: The first two episodes were, like, the pilot. Here's what the show is. This is the characters. This is what's going to happen after this. And then every episode after that is episodic. So, it's just, this is the trouble. This is how we solved it. This is the friendship lesson. Yeah, so...
0: Episode 3, The Ticketmaster. Princess Celestia is just like, hey, Twilight Sparkle, we got the Grand Galloping Gala coming up eventually. Uh, Here is an invitation, you can have a plus one, here's two tickets.
2: And I already know where this is going. Yep, so...
0: Spike is with her at the time, because
1: as we've already explained, the way she gets letters from Princess Celestina is by Spike burping up the letters. And good old Celestia not taking into account that Twilight now has five friends... That made her want to stay in... I mean, what about Spike? Five friends? Oh, uh, yeah, five and friends. And a servant. Because the baby dragon is her servant. Oh, he's not, he,
0: she explained before that Spike was not her friend because she didn't have friends before. And then she met these five ponies and now has five friends. At also, no point, actually. I, I take it back. My, my complaint is gone. <laughs> Spike <laughs> explains repeatedly throughout the episode that Grand Galloping Gala is some, like, prissy pony girl shit. And he's not into that and doesn't want to fucking go. Meanwhile, every other pony explains that they have very specific reasons for wanting to go, such as Applejack, who wants to go to sell her food wares to grow her company so that she can afford to buy her grandmother's medicine or some shit some, like that. Some, some,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is a weird plot
0: to be adding at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, then Pinky, we have... Pinky uh, wants to go
1: because it's a big party.
0: Uh, Rainbow Dash wants to go because she can essentially uh, interrupt the Wonderbolts show and do her own fucking presentation well, to convince the Wonder Bulls. That's the one I'm not inviting.
1: Yep. Uh, and then Rarity wants to go because she's a fashion designer and wants to show off fashion.
0: Not not quite. Rarity's main reason for wanting to go oh. is because she wants to marry Princess Celestinia's nephew. Right. <laughs> who she's never met before. And she wants to become a princess Literally, marrying... call,
1: literally his name is Prince Charming.
0: Yep. Uh, and or then Prince Blueblood.
1: Because uh, he's... A... Prince.
0: Fluttershy wants to go not to go to any of the actual like events of all, involving the Grand Galpin Gala, but just because she wants to meet the local flora and fauna of Canterlot and
1: this is the best excuse to because go there. The Royal Palace apparently has a really big garden.
2: So, currently Applejack still so has a reasonable reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but they
0: all just like fuck Wait, me. are they going to just let someone just randomly set up like a shop stall here? Apparently, uh, so they all just start fucking hounding Twilight Sparkle and being like, "No, you have to pick me." They do like weird random favors, which she's like, "No, stop doing fucking favors for me." Uh, and then it just fucking goes on from there uh,
1: to the but point where they get to the end of the episode and they realize they've driven her kind of insane. Yeah, she and apologized the- and she's like, "Okay, uh, thank you for apologizing. I'm gonna send these back to the princess now and remove the temptation." Yeah, she freaks the fuck out
0: and she's like, yo guys, I can't make a choice. I don't want to disappoint any of you. You all have such good reasons, which they really don't. Um, I, I can't choose. And then like one by one, they all remove the candidacy. Like Applejack's like, I didn't realize I was stressing you out. You don't have to take mm-hmm. me. Fuck Grandma. And Fluttershy's like, you don't have to take me either. I didn't mean to make you unhappy. And Miranda's like, you don't have to take me. And Pinkie Pie's like, you don't have to take me. And then Rainbow Dash is like, fuck, that means I am the only one left. Woot, I get to
1: go. <laughs> and then she's like... The loyalist Mira. of all the ponies. Yes. <laughs> Everyone shoots her a dirty look and she's like, yeah, it's just a stupid party, I guess.
0: So then, yeah, immediately Twilight Sparkle sends a letter to Celestinia and she's like, yo, I'm returning the tickets Because if I have something good but not enough to share with all of my friends, then I just feel bad about the fact that I have something my friends don't.
1: And then immediately gets a response like,
0: "Why the hell didn't you say something first place?" The fact that you've got five fucking friends, here's six tickets, and then they all start walking up, and like, Spike's like a little bit moody, and then he burps again, and it's another letter, and it's like, Celestine is like, "Uh, fuck it, Spike, you get to come too." And he's like, "Yeah, I get to come. Wait, no, I'm a boy. I don't like that girls, girl shit." And then he just. fucking leaves. That's what happens.
2: Alright, episode four. (laughs) Applebuck season. (laughs) I'm starting to suspect that uh, Celestia or whatever Celestia. Celestia is just fucking with her at this point to Mm -hmm. experiment like a Truman Show ass (laughs) level of Oh yeah, let's find out with these control tests what friendship really is about. I mean, Does that mean no one in this universe has friends until this point? This is the first concept of friendship? Why else would she decree to
1: have her student go stay at a rundown
2: Country town. (laughs) This is starting to get, like, some weird fucked up lore where friends don't exist. They're just like, you know, everyone's cool with each other. Like, Brave New World style. Well, if you think about it, this
1: this is a very weird world. They've got the two princesses that rule everything. And then everyone, thanks to their uh, cutie marks and their talents, that determine what job they have for the rest of their lives... It's a very class-based system, this entire society.
2: <laughs> I can't wait till the horse is born with the one that's like a sword going through a crown. Is like, might mm, need to take <laughs> care of that pony early. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we learned in a later episode
0: that each horny. <laughs> Alright, all right all right we learned a later episode that each pony has a specific uh task that they're essentially born to do and so each pony has a little bit of magic but it only relates directly to their skill uh we learned this when learning that twilight sparkle's task that she was learned uh essentially given was magic so she has all the magic because her magic enhances her magic which then enhances her magic it's a kind of cyclic thing all right, uh, episode four, Applebuck season. I really want to know why you said horny. because <laughs> I was trying to say "horses" and then corrected to "pony," and that's where we ended up. <laughs> Good save. All right, Ugh. so Applebuck Apple season. season. Uh, the moral of this episode is: is you got to accept help sometimes because Apple a- Applejack is uh, tasked with harvesting the greatest amount of apples ever. All of her family is fucked off at this point, except for her brother Big McIntosh. Because Granny's dead, who is
1: <laughs> injured, so he can't do any work.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, Is Granny dead? Granny's just not addressed until okay. a later episode in which case when she's shown to be alive and well. Alright, uh, so Applejack insists that she can do the fucking harvest herself Uh, cut to a stampede into town Uh, which Applejack prevents the cows from stampeding and then it's immediately like Applejack talking to the cows and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you? And then the cows start talking they're like we thought we saw a snake so we came running straight into town to destroy it. And she's like, don't do that. And
1: they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, we won't. Um, so the whole premise of this episode is Applejack told her brother that she can take care of the entire apple orchard while he's out on injury. But also building up the fact that everyone in Ponyville relies on her because she's such a hard worker.
0: So literally every one of the friends has a task that they were expecting Applejack to help them with. Uh, meanwhile, Applejack is working herself to the bone in the apple farm. Uh, Twilight Sparkle offers to help. She fucking says no. She then helps one of the friends, and it goes horribly wrong. Uh, Cut and paste, repeat
1: over and over again. So after uh, Applejack causes another stampede through the town, poisons half of the populace. And almost
0: kills Rainbow Dash.
1: Yep. Yep. After a couple of incidents like that, she finally realizes, yeah, I'm way way out of my depths here. Can you please help me? So
0: the moral of that story is, just because you're good at helping people doesn't mean you can't accept help from other people. Alright, episode 5. This is the one where we realize that Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash are the worst combination of friends. Because they start being friends. Well, first of all, it's very clear that Rainbow Dash fucking hates Pinkie Pie. Uh, Then they start being friends and they just immediately start pranking everyone else and ruining everyone else's lives. Because yeah, they
1: both like pranks, and then they're like,
0: hey, let's be friends because we both like pranking people. They do come to one conclusion, which is that you can't fucking prank Fluttershy, because Fluttershy can't fucking take it, and she's precious and pure and too good for this world, so we don't prank Fluttershy. She'd probably die of the fright anyway.
2: Yeah. That person specifically, I would prank.
0: Yep. Uh, so... Uh, later on in the episode, uh, we see Rainbow Dash's childhood friend, which is Gilda, who is a griffin and kind of a bitch, um, in that she keeps making fun of Pinkie Pie for being a loser, and tells her not to hang out with Rainbow Dash anymore, because she's around and she's the only friend that Rainbow Dash needs, uh, and essentially that episode is just Gilda being a bitch, to the point where she, like, bullies Fluttershy at one point, and that's the point when Pinkie Pie's like, alright, this shit has gone too far, we need to get got with Gilda uh so they throw a party for gilda to make her welcome to the town uh in which she just gets pranked repeatedly and the entire episode they're building up the fact that Pinkie pie is just pranking gilda to like get back at her for being mean to fluttershy when it turns out that no she's not uh rainbow dash is pranking gilda uh and fluttershy or no, nope, pinky pie just wants to make her welcome to the town so maybe she'll be more friendly
1: yeah, and it just so happened that all of those pranks were there as, like, a theme for the party, and Gilda just happened to trigger them all.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Gilda freaks the fuck out of Pinkie Pie and the Rainbow Dash is like, I'm the one who did the pranks, and if you think they're that bad, then you can get the fuck out. And then they're all better friends for it. Alright, episode six. Uh, Boastbusters. Uh, a magic unicorn comes to town and t- starts talking about how she's the most magical unicorn in the entire land. Puts on an actual magic show, like a performance, entertainment style. And then uh, the five other ponies who aren't Twilight Sparkle just heckle the shit out of her. And Twilight Sparkle, this is the episode when we learn that everyone has a special talent and they have magic that helps them with their special talent. Uh, And Twilight Sparkle is like, I can't go up there and prove that I'm more magical because they're heckling the shit out of here right now. Clearly my friends hate magic. Uh, And then a giant bear comes to town and the magical pony can't do anything about it. And then Twilight Sparkle comes out and resolves the issue fucking immediately. And uh, her friends are like... We don't fucking hate you. Why would we hate you for being who you are? You're the best. That girl's a
2: bitch because she wouldn't stop boasting about power she doesn't even have. All right, uh, so I have to ask a question here. So this is episode six that we're at, right? Yes. yes. And they and she has magical powers. And it's a plot point six episodes in that they don't know that she has magical powers. Well, no, they know she has magical powers. She, they just don't realize how immensely powerful
0: she is. Like, imagine, to reference the Avengers in this... Imagine she's, like, Scarlet Witch, and they just assume she had, like, the weird boogity red powers, and then they realize uh, they she's... W- red wiggly woos. Yeah, she has the red wiggly woos. And then they realize, oh, shit, she has the power to control an entire fucking town and take on Thanos 1v1. Like, clearly, she's immensely powerful. Like, they realize she had power, but they didn't realize how much fucking power she had. Episode 7. There's a dragon sleeping near town. His and snores are covering the land with smoke.
1: So... make might get big? No. Nope. No, other dragon.
0: New dragon adult dragon. Also, this is the kind of fucked up part, because they talk about uh, like the adult dragon sleeping, and they talk about, like, what the fuck's a dragon doing here? And they're like, what? They're like, yeah, an adult dragon. Why is there an adult dragon in Equestria? Which means they use baby dragons as servants, and then the moment they grow the fuck up, they're like, no. You have to fucking leave. You are not <laughs> welcome here anymore. Just like the sewer alligators. <laughs> so, uh, What was I saying? Because, like, like, apparently... Sleeping dragon. Yeah, they go to to
1: sleep for, like, ten years at a time, and they just continuously emit smoke. Yeah, because he's snoring. Uh,
0: And dragon snores are smoke, I guess. Um, so the six friends decide they have to climb a mountain to talk to the dragon. Except for Fluttershy, who is terrified of dragons, we now learn. Terrified of
1: adult dragons.
0: She just says dragons, and makes an exception for baby dragons. Which is a choice, I guess. Um... So they keep climbing the fucking mountain. They keep coming across trials, uh, which everyone else resolves immediately, and Fluttershy freaks the fuck out and has the hardest time doing them. Like, crossing a gap that is less than a step wide. Shit like that. Um,
1: yep. Just because she can see like hundreds of feet down, because it's a ravine between two like mountain peaks or something. They, it's the one that can fly, right? Yep. yep. We learn later, later on that she is... A bad flyer.
2: But she caught and carried someone from a rock slide. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Earlier on in the episode, she tried to fly, and then she heard the dragon, and her wings immediately glued themselves to her body and refused to fly anymore. Yep. Yeah. So we get to the top of the mountain. Uh, this is when Fluttershy explains she's terrified of dragons and refuses to help her friends. But she was so into Spike earlier. <laughs> yep. They even call that out, and she's like, no, nah, it's a dragon. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Spike's so- baby dragon. Very different. Fuck Spike. Exactly, fuck Spike. Which is what Fluttershy kind of wants to do and what Spike wants Rarity to do. Anyways, so, uh, there's a whole thing going on in the show. Don't worry about it. Uh, They all decide to deal with the dragon in different ways once Fluttershy fucks off. and that, uh, Twilight Sparkle tries to coerce the dragon into leaving and he just doesn't listen to her. And then Rarity tries to charm him into leaving. And then
1: starts... To get him to listen, but then tries to make off with some of his treasure. And then he takes offense to that and kicks her out of the cave. Pinkie Pony...
0: Tr- uh, no, Pinkie Pie tries to make him laugh. And it just goes wrong. Like, immediately. And then Rainbow Dash is like, alright, fuck you guys. We're, we're throwing hooves with this dragon. This is gonna go one way, and that way is me kicking the shit out of a dragon. And she immediately gets the shit kicked out of her by a dragon. Uh, Which results in everyone else getting
1: beaten down makes sense
0: yeah. yeah uh and then they break a boulder behind which fluttershy was apparently hiding she sees all of her friends injured and she just fucking tears into the dragon she's like no you fuck right off you don't get to hurt my friends i don't care that you're a dragon i will kick your teeth in you bitchly
2: <laughs> uh and so it, there's another psychopath yeah yeah and then the dragon timidly is like but the blue one kicked me and she's like, no, that's not a fucking
0: excuse. You're bigger than her. Don't be a little bitch. Uh, and then the dragon's and like... does exactly that. Yeah, and then the dragon's like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave forever. I'm going to leave this land because so, dragons aren't welcome in this land. They and these ponies, kind of are just, okay.
1: these ponies are just crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the letter at the end of this one that she sends to Princess Celestinia is essentially how your friends may be cowards, but if you get beat up, they'll stand up for you and become so much tougher in that moment. It's just like, that's not... An accurate lesson to be teaching kids, but okay. All right, episode eight Look Before You Sleep. Uh, which rare- is an episode where Twilight almost dies. Yep. Uh, Rarity and Applejack don't get along. Uh, a thunderstorm essentially
1: starts. Oh, wait, no, no. Different episode, I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Rarity and Applejack don't get along. A thunderstorm starts. Uh, Twilight Sparkle invites them to have a slumber party because she's never had a slumber party before because she hasn't had friends before.
1: And So she can not one's had friends
0: before.
2: So, so she establishes, can... oh, lore.
1: but Gosh. she has a book explaining all of the do's and don'ts of a slumber party. Yes, and what to do to make a slumber party a success. Which means she
0: rigidly schedules their slumber party with steps like s'mores and makeovers and pillow fights. And the pillow fight leads to like an actual death battle between Rarity and Applejack.
2: Is that where she almost dies?
0: No, no. Uh, and then, uh, end of the episode comes, and we realize that the reason that, uh, Rarity and Applejack don't get along is because Rarity is, uh, detail-oriented, and Applejack is action-oriented, and one takes too long to think, and one doesn't think at all, and whatever. They become better friends once they acknowledge their differences, and that's the moral of this story. Oh, God, it's just, <laughs> it never stops. Episode 9. Uh, This is the one where a zebra comes to town and the zebra's from the Everfree Forest. Uh, And everyone's immediately like, oh, that one's bad. That one's a
1: witch because she's a zebra and she talks different.
0: And she's from the Everfree Forest. Oh, the racism episode. Yeah, and only bad people are from that area. It's just bad. Um, So then uh, one of Applejack's sisters who doesn't exist in other episodes uh, goes missing. Uh, And then they all uh assume that she's gone to the everfree forest with the zebra so they chase her down and they rescue her and then she goes missing again so they go back and they're like ah this bitch kidnapped her but it turns out that they were just making potions to help everyone else out because everyone got sick when they went to the everfree forest the first time touched
1: some poisonous plants
0: yep um and so the moral of that story is don't
2: don't judge listen, the book
1: by its cover
0: don't listen to gossip yeah Alright, episode 10, the one with Actually, all the bugs. I think bugs. judging
2: a book by its cover is usually a pretty good thing. Mm. If it's a literal book. It saves you a lot of time.
1: Sometimes. Sometimes.
0: Episode 10, Swarm of the Century. Uh,
1: this is the one with all the bugs.
0: Uh, I just... I can't.
1: <laughs> okay. So Fluttershy is doing her typical thing, looking for like flowers for the princess, and being nice to animals and such. She comes across this adorable-looking bug near the edge of the Everfree Forest. She's like, oh, you're adorable. Let's feed you and I'll take you in immediately. I gotta show you to my friends. They okay. eat the town. They do end up eating the town, but yep. not before. <laughs> like, her friends become smitten with the bug, but the bug is multiplied, so now there's more of them. And while everyone is like, oh my god, these are so adorable. I want one. I want one. Pinkie Pie's like, what? You found that's one of those? Oh, now I gotta go get a trombone or something. And everyone's like, Okay, Pinkie Pie's just being dumb, like she normally is. Sounds like it. Or a psychopath? Yep. Yep. And so, uh, turns out these things eat ravenously and multiply okay. very rapidly. They're essentially locusts. Yeah. And yeah, they're eating all the food for a party that they were preparing for Princess Celestia to coming to town. So, Matt ta- uh, Twilight casts a spell to make them not eat food anymore. So, instead, they eat everything but the food.
0: Including the ponies.
1: Maybe. That's the series entry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, and then Pinkie Pie resolves the issue with her bullshit. With her entire one pony marching band, just leading Pied Piper style all of the bugs back into the forest. So they like the sound? Yes.
0: They yeah. like the sound of the instruments. And everyone kind of apologizes to Pinkie Pie and they're like, we thought you were doing random bullshit, but apparently you were doing very specific bullshit. We're
1: sorry for doubting you. <laughs> you should have explained it. I tried. Um, okay, lesson learned. It, listen to your friends, even if what they're saying sounds really, really dumb.
2: <laughs> like, bullshit.
0: Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you guys. I'm pretty sure I had a fucking aneurysm during this episode. <laughs> I just didn't... I haven't seen a single episode after this one. This one was the one that broke me. I couldn't make it... Any fucking further after this? Not further than me.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I mean, this feels like a podcast, right? Like we don't have yeah. to talk about the other fifteen episodes. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. This this is what you get when you ask. This is what you get. This this is all you get. I made
1: it two episodes further, where Twilight almost died because she was attacked by a cockatrice and turned into a statue, and then Fluttershy decided to stare down this da- the cockatrice, and the cockatrice turned Twilight back because it was scared of Fluttershy. I'm a trend.
0: Yeah, I should point out at this point, uh, while the show broke me, um, I did manage to determine who my favorite pony was of the six ponies. So who were your guys'
1: favorite ponies? Mm. I've got to say Rainbow Dash, because when she puts her mind to something, she actually makes something happen. Might not be good, probably going to be bad, but something happens.
2: Keith Can I select Dead Grandma? Yes Dead yes. Grandma is
0: absolutely Or
1: Spike Or Spike Yeah mm. Spike
2: There we go um, My favorite Wait, No no that one's weird He's weird
0: My favorite is 100% Fluttershy Because her entire character development Is She's a pony who doesn't like other ponies She only likes animals Because ponies aren't technically animals I guess uh, But then throughout the season She starts getting ready to fucking throw hooves with animals And It's just like Do you like animals or do you hate animals? I can't fucking tell <laughs>
2: Ah, oh, God. Those, those hooves are rated E for everybody. <laughs> That's a way to put it.
0: Uh, what? Uh, question, recommendations, I don't
1: know, something. <laughs> <laughs> recommendation. Let's, let's start with the recommendations. You guys have recommendations. I do have a recommendation. I'm going to recommend some books, starting with Aragon, It is the Inheritance Cycle. Yep. Because Power of Friendship also exists to an extent in this one. It's about a farm boy who finds a dragon egg, and they, the dragon egg hatches for him, and they form an unbreakable bond, and go on an adventure through Alagasia, a land of elves and magic and dwarves and humans, and a tyrannical king, and lots of amazing adventures ensue.
2: Typical fantasy setting. Keith? So I was trying to think of what to recommend that fits with this, and... I had a realization. And it's probably not a good connection, but it's the one I'm going with. Is it Power Rangers? Because I think we all have that connection. (laughs) No, no, no. This has to do with people finding out that they fit certain aspects, and that's me recommending Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. (laughs) It's a movie of a movie, but it has some fun twists, one of which finding out that characters are aspects.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy My Little Pony, what's wrong with you? Uh, (laughs) I would recommend you check out uh, She Ra and the Princesses of Power, which is like this, but with better plot, I would call it. It's actually like a uh, watchable show, um, unlike this. All right, cool. Questions? What was your guys' favorite <laughs> pony? Ad- no, we're not going to nope. ask. <laughs> Should we watch the last 15 episodes and do another podcast? Nope, not going to ask that question. I kind of want to. Okay, to make Keith happy, our question for the audience, should I be forced to watch the other 15 episodes and do an episode about another episode of the podcast? We'll make it a wimpy <laughs> bite if you guys say yes.
2: Did you, like, just down copious amounts of alcohol before this one to cope with this? This kind of sounds like how you're going. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm here. You sound like you've developed some sort of addiction problem. Did you... Did anyone correctly guess our Instagram? <laughs> At this point, no. No one has correctly guessed it. This one, because... We no- don't have my little bony <laughs> shit. That's, that's a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we really stretched it a little bit with Magic the Gathering of Pokemon and the Unicorn entry from fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Alright. Well... I guess all that's left to do is thank everybody for listening to today's episode. Remember, you can always find us on all major podcasting platforms. You can also find us on YouTube and uh, reach out to us on Instagram. Be sure to email us at whatismypodcast at gmail Please don't tell me I have to watch the <laughs> pony. <laughs> If you have questions or know what our podcast should be about, be sure to reach out and tune back in in a fortnight for our next episode. What are we talking about, Matt?
1: Thank oh. you, Mike, because next episode is Matt's birthday episode. Yeah, and we're going to uh, deviate quite a bit from uh, this subject. We're going to explore an ancient pit discovered 1,900 years old, full of untold horrors and riches beyond your wildest dreams. Might you call this pit an abyss? That may be a word Were for it. Were these treasures made in it?
2: Maybe. Okay.